This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Today, we're talking with Dave Cumlean of Trout Unlimited. Dave wears two hats with TU. First, he's the Western Coordinator of TU's Veteran Service Partnership and the Director of TU's Aquatic Invasive Species Program. Uh, Dave owned Montana Trout Fitters Fly Shop in Bozeman for 20 years. Dave is also a founding board member of Warriors and Quiet Waters, which is also based in Bozeman, Montana. And the vision of the organization is to help a new generation of traumatically injured combat veterans successfully reintegrate into society. The organization does it through fly fishing and other high-quality therapeutic recreational mediums in southwest Montana. There's a great quote on their website by Lewis Marden. He says, Fishing is a solace, the opposite of war, a gentle and healing occupation. Wow. It's powerful, isn't it? Wow, that is powerful. So, Dave, thank you so much for uh, being with us today. And why are these therapeutic fly fishing programs so effective? Well, there are a lot of great programs, Dave, that offer um, therapy to veterans suffering from various disabilities, both physical and psychological. But since we all fly fish, we know the tremendous power that, frankly, mountains and moving water and fly fishing Mm -hmm. has. I mean, we all do this and we find tremendous uh, therapy and rejuvenation for ourselves and it it works for the disabled veterans. And probably more so, I think, than some of the, what I would call the adrenaline-based activities, uh, which are great. Don't get me wrong. I think they're great. But I think that for a lot of these guys, they've probably shot enough rifles and had enough adrenaline to last them for the rest of their life, and the fly fishing is a totally relaxing activity. Right. So what difference has, have you seen uh, this make in the lives of, of veterans? Well, the, you guys heard the stories on the day we fished together. I yeah. can tell them for hours on end, but there is no question in the uh, almost... 10 years I've done this now that this activity, this therapeutic fly fishing activity, saves lives, saves marriages, and also helps in the physical recovery of some of the uh, servicemen and women that have physical disabilities that result from their war injuries. We want to get to a story in in a moment. You had a powerful uh, story or testimonial from a a wife of a veteran. I think her name is Jessica. But before we do that, uh, as we talk with you about the, the, the programs you've been involved in, what exactly is this Quiet Waters program? How does it work? Well, Warriors and Quiet Waters started, I think, in 2008, doing two five-day fishing events where we brought in, I think, six or eight disabled uh, veterans. Uh, and there's a couple days of fishing, a day of instruction, um, trip to Yellowstone Park for sightseeing, and a lot of camaraderie and support from a bunch of volunteers. And uh, so that that's what Warriors and Quiet Waters does. They run these therapeutic fly fishing events based in Bozeman. They're typically, I think, five days long. They do them for disabled vets, and they also do them for uh, for couples, too, where one of the spouses is a disabled veteran. And all mostly right. all 
post 9-11. So Operation OIF and OEF are the acronyms. So they're all younger uh, folks, typically. Okay. Well, you mentioned uh, the other day about how you uh, decided actually to, to start asking spouses to come with. Could you tell that story again? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I think it was the second year that we ran the Warriors and Quiet Waters program. We were seeing a group of the disabled vets off after the end of the trip, and my wife and I were at the airport to see them off, and I asked two of the guys for feedback. What would you do differently? And they both said it in unison, almost as if they'd practice it. They said, we wish we could bring our wives. And the light bulb went off for me, and I turned to my wife and said, we should try a couple's trip. And it took a little bit of persuading for our board of directors to go for it. But we did a couples trip, and the the response was astounding. I mean, the couples thing was really very impactful for the spouses and the wives. And typically in a lot of these programs, there aren't activities for the wives. Most of them are focused on the disabled vet. So getting a program where they could actually bring their wives along was a pretty big deal for the disabled guys where did you do this dave where did you take them Uh, i'm trying to think what we did for that first couple's trip we largely did it the same as we'd done the others five days but in the typical formula for a five-day trip we have a volunteer companion that goes with a disabled veteran and a guide when the wives came there was the guide the spouse and the disabled veteran so three people on one and they floated in a boat or they went waiting and we did it all around uh, Bozeman on our various public waters and quite a few landowners stepped up like the landowner of the place that we went to fish together they stepped up and offered their private waters for fishing so Mm -hmm. we have as you well know probably a the greatest variety of fly fishing for trout opportunities almost anywhere in the world here around 50 miles around Bozeman. And so we took advantage of all those. In the middle of those five days with the spouse and uh, the wounded warrior, do you find like there's a moment, like a turning point? Is it day two, day three? Do you see any kind of change that happens even while they're uh, fly fishing? Well, yes, I think at first there are a lot of there's a lot of apprehension just would be normal when you're coming into a new place and people you don't know and then it's it's an activity for many of them that they haven't done before uh, not a lot of them have fly fished right and then for those of them that have some of them have physical disabilities that have changed them substantially loss of an arm uh, leg or something and there there's some question as to whether or not they're going to be able to do this again so there's a lot of apprehension i guess and anxiety that needs to be overcome but pretty quickly into these programs i've found generally after a couple days of uh, participating going through the instruction spending time together where's the quiet water said makes a real effort to integrate the companions into the activity there are moms that do the cooking at the place they stay Um, they spend the day with a companion plus a guide so in a by the end of a couple days they're starting to develop a relationship where they loosen up and then for many of them they've discovered they can actually do this which is a big deal for some i mean we had a guy that 
I can remember this vividly, told me that he didn't think he'd ever be able to fly fish again because he'd lost an arm. And when he discovered that he could actually do it one-handed, it was a huge deal for him because wow. he had been a fly fisherman before his injury. So, wow, that's powerful. Wow. Now, you took some uh, uh, you know, wounded veterans up to uh, Silver Tip Ranch, I believe. Up, uh, You go through Yellowstone Park, up through Slough Creek. And I remember you saying that, uh, didn't you have one guy that uh, you... you yeah, he had a wheelchair and he, he wanted to fly fish so didn't you uh, actually uh, put him in the water yeah i mean the the trip up to slough creek to silver tip is is a very special trip and we had when i set this trip up i talked to the recreational therapist at the hospital about making sure they sent people who were ambulatory because it's all waiting right and, and fair amount of walking so this one group showed up and we had three men that between them had two legs one bilateral amputee mm. one other one an amputee and another one an amputee wheelchair bound so the wheelchair bound fellow was really a challenge and so after a couple of days i just asked him i said joe do you mind can i put your chair in the water I and mean, it's not a power chair and he said sure by all means so we put him in a pair of waders and put him in the wheelchair and dragged him out in the stream and that it worked perfectly he could cast and fish there and he literally in almost eight hours got out of the water once to use the boys room and the rest of the time he sat in his chair fishing ate his lunch there and wow and he ended up i counted him he ended up catching and so did his guide he caught 14 trout on dry flies that's wow. a good day yeah, yeah. it's a good day <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome really, yeah it was pretty and his response to the whole thing was pretty amazing and i told you after that he was buoyed by the experience and decided he wanted to try with one leg to go horseback riding (laughs) the next day which we actually were able to do and so he did two things he didn't think he'd ever be able to do on that trip what happens when you talk about healing or reconnection what do you think really happens in that moment or in those moments you know that's a really good question i i I don't know. I think it's a. It's probably different for each individual. Some of them just get a chance to relax. If they're still in the hospital, then they're away from the regiment. If they're still in the hospital, they're still in the military. So they're they're they get away from that. So they just get a chance to relax. Um, and a lot of them, uh, it requires the sport requires, as you guys well know, some level of concentration to where if you're just fishing and concentrating on the fly fishing, there's generally not room for a lot of other thinking. I mean, right. I don't know yeah. about you, but right. I rarely think right. about right. 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 anything else when I'm fishing. I'm the same so way. I think that happens yeah. with most people. So then they're just clear their mind of all that other stuff. They're focused on the moving water, mm-hmm. watching the fly, the indicator, whatever it is. And I think that's hard to achieve frankly in a therapy session um but you can do it um out of doors in the mountains and moving water i think that's part of it do you think with the spouses it's that the kind of the barriers come down and maybe for the first time they're able to talk about some things that they haven't been able to talk about yeah i think that happens and i think that uh there there is some time when they come on these trips there's no hospital a lot of them have young families. They typically have other family members that that take over for them. And in some cases, we provided childcare while they're here. But the, the kids are not around, and they get a chance to really be away from everything and spend some time together in a very peaceful setting. So that that does happen. There's discussion that uh, takes place, and 
quite often the, the wives see a side of their husbands that they probably haven't seen uh, for quite a while since their war and time and their injuries, certainly. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, Jessica? You mentioned her and uh, maybe even just share a little bit about her, her testimonial as to the impact of the program. So Jessica and her husband, Damon, came on a trip to Silvertip last year. The the Wares and Quiet Waters had done couples trips for quite a while, and I'd seen them in action, but this was the first time we did one at Slough Creek. So Damon and Jessica were invited to come on that trip, and uh, Damon suffered from a lot of the symptoms. He had a physical injury, I think a grenade, or he got shot. He might have been wounded a couple of times, and he had clearly had PTS, post-traumatic stress, and he was Mm -hmm. really struggling with that. So he had become pretty disengaged with the family, and uh, there just wasn't a lot of communication going on, and they were really having a hard time. So they came on this trip. And I'm going to read this because her words are more powerful than I could relate. So this is Jessica's speech that she wrote for a uh, dinner, uh, the Veteran Service Partnership and dinner, uh, dinner last year in D.C. in 2014, I guess. Okay. So, this is a housewife woman. This is not a professional speechwriter. This mm. is amazingly powerful stuff. It never got edited. She gave this speech herself, and the response was that from the audience was pretty cool. Just dead mm. silence. Everybody was wow. just wow. overwhelmed. So here's the middle of her speech, kind of. Okay. I watched Damon on that trip. I watched him casting in the water. I watched him bubble with pride when he caught his first cutthroat trout. I watched stress roll off his body, and something was very different, but so very familiar. I saw my husband as he was, before his life had been affected by his time in combat. I understood the serenity, the focus, and the silent satisfaction that he found in fishing. He was enjoying life. He was enjoying people and was surrounded by the most beautiful landscape we had ever seen. It was a sight for my eyes to behold, and I witnessed there what a quiet river and a fishing rod could do hmm, for your soul. It was a time of reflecting and reconnecting for us, and I feel like we both had the opportunity to decompress, enjoy each other, and just breathe. So wow, that, <laughs> that testimony, frankly, yeah. is indicative of a bunch of them I've heard. This yeah. isn't just like a random one, Boy. but th- this was one that I heard delivered uh, to an audience, and it, it just had such a profound impact mm. on me. But I've heard these same kinds of stories from mm-hmm. other wives as far as the couple's trip. Mm. And then for some of the disabled veterans, they've had the same reaction just to being on this single trip, you know, where they're by themselves. You know, they found... Uh, uh, some peace and quiet and were able to to deal with some of their problems. The other interesting thing about it is that there have been some physical recovery parts. Like I'll tell this one quick because this is pretty amazing. There's a young man that was on this trip, one of our very first trips, and he'd been shot and he had paralysis and problems with an arm. And the army, I think it was, they'd actually tried to ampute, they wanted him to amputate his arm and had potential for infection. It wasn't getting any better. He wasn't regaining any use of his arm at all. So they wanted to amputate it. And he refused to let him amputate it. And so he was here on a week-long trip. And uh, about the middle of the week, I saw him start to use that hand 
and he he by the end of the week was using the hand that he hadn't been able to to use at all in 18 months of oh rec my. therapy in the hospital he had made any progress at all and i can't say he's totally healed but he was using the hand to to manipulate oh. the reel and he told me that at the end of the week he said that i've gotten more out of this five days on this trip physically with my arm than i have in the previous 18 months of of physical therapy at the hospital and I'm going back to tell my therapist that I want to find places around the hospital where I can go fly fishing and use my rod. Now he was in San Diego so he didn't have any trout streams but I'm yeah. sure, I know he found something. Now there was a physical response to the thing and it, I'm convinced that his brain just, he wanted to do it so bad and he wasn't concentrating on anything. Your brain's a pretty amazing thing. It just made some new connections yeah. mm. so that he was able to start gaining some dexterity. So it works in a lot of very powerful ways. Dave, that is a, that really is a powerful, very, very moving. I imagine we have some podcast listeners that might be asking, well, what can we do to help wounded warriors? What, what would you say to them? Well, there are there are a lot of opportunities and a lot of great programs beside Wears and Quiet Waters and VSP and Project Healing Waters that are doing uh, uh, recreational therapeutic programs. Lots of opportunities to volunteer. Almost every program that I'm aware of needs volunteers. So if you have a program nearby or if you're willing to come to a venue somewhere, you could come to Bozeman if you want to be a volunteer, and we can probably put you to work. So becoming a volunteer would really be helpful then the obvious one is these programs all require funding right absolutely and so if people are interested uh, uh trout unlimited uh has the veteran service partnership program that i help run we're we're always grateful for gifts warriors and quiet waters is the same project healing waters uh any place that you feel interested to to volunteer and, and give money that would be great and then the other thing i think is as a lot of these veterans now fortunately were not in an active war thankfully uh the hospitals are clearing out and so there are less people in the hospitals and more people in the va system and i would tell people if you know of someone that you think could use this help contact one of these organizations contact me through the veterans service partnership or warriors and quiet waters because vetting and finding participants is one of the challenges now because there aren't as many in the hospital but they're still out there still dealing with the same problems and so recommendations we've gotten quite a few people that have been recommended by friends you know so and so he has PTS and he's not really doing anything and and I think it would really benefit him so if you know somebody that could use the help Find an organization and try to get them involved. So is your website warriorsandquietwaters.com? Warriorsandquietwaters.org. Yeah, it might be Warriors and Quiet, yeah. Quiet Waters. If you, if you Google up Warriors and Quiet Waters, you'll get their site. And then Trout Unlimited has a, a section in their community, I think it is, where the Veterans Service Partnership is listed through the main tu.org website so it can be found there and then Project Healing Waters is another national organization you can google them up and find their main main website Mm -hmm. and and there are opportunities for all three of those are three great programs great well that will do it for today thank you so much dave for visiting with us we, we really appreciate you taking the time yeah very grateful what a great conversation in the meantime we'd like to hear from you 
go to twoguysinariver.com and post any stories of how time on the river has contributed to your healing, especially if you're a veteran. And if you know of someone who might benefit from this program, uh, be sure to reach out to Dave at Warriors in Quiet Waters. And also be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Fly fishing.